Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 80. Happy Friday. One more week down. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. Today's going to be a great show. Okay, guys, I want to get into this because it's going to be a juicy episode. It's going to be, we're just really going to sink our teeth in. And, um, you know, my guest doesn't really need introduction, but I'm going to introduce her because that's what I do. So she's a revivalist. Uh, her and her husband, Parker, just like lighten the place up across the country, uh, just bringing revival to wherever they go. And they've been seeing just amazing things happen. She's also an author. She's also the director of Saturate Global. Global. Saturate Global. Let's give it up for my guest today, Jesse Green. Hey. <laughs> Good to see you again. Yeah, it's welcome like back. Yesterday. I know it really actually does. I was like, wasn't it like a week and a half ago? It was a little bit longer, but it was, you know, basically kind of what happened was, you know, Roe v. Wade got overturned. And I saw you post something from our previous interview. And I said, get let's get her back. Let's get her back. We need to like, yeah. we need to get into this because this is like a monumental thing. And it goes along with what you talked about last time, which was the right. seven waves, the vision of the seven waves. Um, so why don't you explain that briefly, uh, what those seven waves are, and then we can kind of get into it. So yeah, we talked about this a little bit um, the last time I did an interview with you, but I, I wrote about this, honestly, like it's a half chapter in my last book. So I wrote a book um, called Wildfires and literally, Jeff, like it is a half of one chapter, this vision, because like I shared before, I was a little bit hesitant mm -hmm. to like go all out on this vision because some of it really seemed like, ah, I don't know, is this like a hundred year thing? Is this, cause some of the stuff I was like, this is really crazy, radical things that have like oh. not happened for a long time. Yeah. So all of a sudden though like wave one and two just started to happen and i was like oh my goodness like this is actually really happening and i really felt the fear of the lord that i needed to steward this vision mm -hmm. and so just briefly i'll give a quick overview of the seven waves if you haven't heard this vision before um, I break down the whole thing kind of um, on my website, which is jessiegreen.com. There's a link um, to this I, in, in the description too, oh, wherever they're perfect. watching it. Yeah, so they can, they can pop it open. Perfect. And so, yeah. and I still am like processing this with like some of our spiritual moms and dads, mm -hmm. breaking down some of it. Cause some of the later waves, there's like some real heavy stuff there that I like need wisdom on before just fully releasing. But the first wave, wave one, um, I actually believe really started in 2016. Um, there's a lot of movement that happened, but really began, began January 2020. And that first wave was the separating of the wheat from the tares and the rise of the remnant. And you'll notice like 2020, this like remnant like language started kind of like coming up. Um, I felt like before that people never really talked about the remnant. And then all yeah. of a sudden it was like everywhere people were talking about who's the remnant, what's the remnant, am I the remnant? I don't even know. <laughs> and so <laughs> that was the first wave. And what's something that's really important with this vision, Jeff, that people that I'm even processing 
is that the wave that comes in, it doesn't just go away. Mm -hmm. It's actually absorbed into the next phase of what God does. Which is so kind of intense. All, yeah, it's very intense. And actually, like the more I'm processing this with prophets that I know and trust, um, it's so weird as they're coming to pass to actually see the thread, um, which we'll get into that with Roe v. Wade, the thread of what that actually means for what's mm. happened as well as what's coming. So if you're watching, I really do want you to stay on here because the Roe v. Wade thing is a huge prophetic clue as to what is actually happening in our nation, according to God. Yeah. Um, so that second wave is the resurrection of the unborn, um, the rise of the Esters and this Ebra, uh, Esther and Deborah movement really holding hands. And the third wave is deliverance and witchcraft, um, which is kind of a crazy one. And um, the language the Lord gave me for that. And like, I don't talk like this. If someone ever gets coffee with me, like this is not like how I just casually talk. I'm not like deliverance and witchcraft and remnants. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'm like, okay. But the third wave is a prophetic showdown. Um, and that's connected again to that resurrection of the unborn. And then the fourth wave is national repentance, hidden sins exposed nationally oh, and in churches. Yeah. And the word the Lord said is repent while you can, which feels like a urgent word. A <laughs> little bit. Me. Oh man. Yeah. And then wave five is cleaning up house, false prophets exposed getting the house in order wave six is tearing down exposing all idols a great fire and then the seventh wave is i think the greatest opportunity for america um and i dare say and i I'm, i really am hesitant sometimes to say it but i really do feel the lord on this i i think it's america's last chance to turn back to god wow yeah and that seventh wave is a recognition of Jesus as Lord and an opportunity again to be one nation under God. Mm. So that's kind of the, the big overview. And yeah. I believe that this is something that's happening way quicker than I could have ever anticipated. And they're all connected to revival and what the Lord's doing in. I, I, I do think this word is specifically for America. Mm. Um, I, I think that it will have implications on a global level, obviously, sure. because we're all so connected, especially digitally. Mm -hmm. um, but I do believe that these movements, every time I see the vision, the waves go from California um, to all the way through the East Coast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um man yeah where to start uh <laughs> when did you when did you realize that things were happening a lot quicker than you thought or when did you catch on because you released it you released it and it was in it took a small little chunk of your book and then you you did like a a post on your website about it but when was when was the moment where you had said oh whoa wait a minute and you started to realize that it was happening, but also that it's happening a lot quicker. When was that? Was that a long process or was that all at once that you realized that? 
Yeah. So um, obviously 2020 was a crazy year. Um, mm -hmm. There was so much shaking that happened in and outside of the church with COVID and riots and all of it. Right. And mm -hmm. um, in the midst of that, that's actually when we as a ministry saw the greatest harvest. So thousands of people being saved on the beaches, um, thousands of people being healed. We went from California to Kentucky and I just kept thinking, like I've been doing street, I've been doing street evangelism for ten years, and I've never seen a harvest like this before, where, like, literally any person we go up to, people are just getting saved, and they're so hungry, and they're crying because mm -hmm. they're thankful that someone would stop to pray for them. So we're definitely in a different season than pre two thousand twenty, right? I mm -hmm. think anyone can discern that yeah. um, you don't need to be a prophet to discern that things have changed <laughs> and, and so to say the least right yeah, yeah. Um, but specifically with this vision so I saw this vision September 2020 and I was woken up in the middle of the night and I I've never been woken up to a vision before I've seen visions and during worship or different things. A lot of times the visions I see are connected to the ministry that I'm doing, but this is the first time ever that the Lord actually woke me up at 3 AM. And it was like a movie played before me. I'd never experienced something like that. And so I just wrote it down really, really quickly and then threw it up on a blog so that at least it would be like time stamped. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the second wave, I started to get inklings that there was something there in regards to the resurrection of the unborn um, because we did a ministry trip to do evangelism on the street in Santa Cruz. And if anyone's familiar with Santa Cruz, um, there's a ton of new age and witchcraft stuff there. A lot of people see, think that it's like the hub of witchcraft for California. Mm. And as we were there, it was so weird, but I kept getting all of these messages about, the satanic temple, um, raising funds for abortion and like messages, just, like, what do you mean? Like, like emails or no, messages like, from like, the Lord? um, like advertisements. Oh, gotcha. Like on my phone. So as we got into Santa Cruz, like all of a sudden on social media, like I was getting sponsored ads wow. for stuff like that. And like, it was just being flagged to me. And very outrightly, the satanic temple was campaigning for abortion. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this feels to me like a very clear line in the sand. Like, I, I don't know this if this is offensive, but if you're wondering if you should be pro-abortion or anti-abortion, well, the clue is you don't want to be on the same side as the satanic temple. <laughs> So if your discernment so is you know, struggling right now, yeah. like, like discernment 101, if the satanic temple is for it, that's probably not something you want to be for. Just mm -hmm. like easy yeah. discernment call, right? So I just noticed that they were really like hunkering in on this abortion thing. And for me, I just had like a it was almost like a flag went off where I was like, okay, this is of great importance to the mm -hmm. satanic temple. And I believe that the enemy always reacts to what the Lord is actually doing. And so the enemy's not creative. He only can react to what he sees God is already going to do on the earth and is doing. And so I was like, I wonder if 
Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned because there was manifestations happening in reaction to Roe v. Wade. Mm. And so then things started to get more intense. And then what happened in, um, and this is just a little piece, but about two months after in November 2020, I had a really short dream. And in the dream, um, Prophet Jane Hammond, who I don't really know, so it was weird that she was in my dream. Um, she was in a coffee shop and she was talking to women in like a whale noise. And it was like an echo kind of sound. It was very weird as prophetic dreams are. Yeah, she's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, like oh, literally, yeah. like she, she's talking in a whale noise. Yes, this Oh is God, happening. it's so weird sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> so weird. It's like weird in a good like, way. Yeah. How do I explain this? Yeah. So Jane Hammond's talking like a whale echo. And the Lord said to me in the dream that she was training up Deborah's. And I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden this woman came into the coffee shop and she had had an abortion before mm -hmm. and was following Jesus. And she was holding hands with Jane Hammond. And so I woke up and the Lord said to me that Deborah and Esther would hold hands mm. and that these like really strong prophet women that are just not compromised. They're they're able to say the things that like maybe people would be offended about or you would lose followers about. They just mm -hmm. like my friend Kelsey O'Malley. Yeah. <laughs> like there's there are prophets out there that are just not afraid to speak the truth, especially in this season. And I specifically saw those women actually empowering and giving a voice to women that were afraid to speak up about their experience having abortion and just all of that. And I felt like really those two things kind of held hands. And so um, this past April, I was at an event and the event was called Esther Rising. Oh. And as I was at the event, um, I was sitting across the table at lunch and I was talking to this girl. She ends up telling me she's a worship leader for Jane Hammond and I'm at this Esther rising event and all of a sudden it was like this synergy happened Dude. and this was April 18th. And all of a sudden I just go, Oh my goodness, I have to tell you about this vision. I ended up sharing it with the table. People are crying at the table. Like the Holy spirit just came down at the lunch. And I was like, I think this is starting right now. <laughs> That's so cool. And yeah. so we were all freaking out. Obviously, like lunch was ruined. And um, and then it was a month later after that um, was the release of basically the leak about the possible overturning of Roe v. Wade. Mm. Yeah. Man. So. Um, so when you got when you were looking at the second wave, you were you were kind of aware that was it more of a, I think this is a Roe v. The over Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned or was, did it become kind of a knowing that you were like, was there ever a process of that where at first you were kind of like, I actually think it's going to be, it's going to get overturned. And then a point where you said, no, it's going to get overturned. Yeah. Was there, so, was there, yeah, go for it. Well, it was, so at that women's conference, actually, I, I usually don't speak at women's conferences to be mm -hmm. just blunt. Um, 
because I just like things to be a little bit like more wild and I, I like revival. More so, revivally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I usually don't have my nails done and <laughs> stuff like that. So I usually am a poor candidate for women's conferences. <laughs> but that being said, as I was there, I felt like I was supposed to do an altar call for women who had had abortions before. And we did baptisms and literally we baptized 80 women and there was full blown deliverance that happened. Wow. Like people throwing up outside of the baptism tanks and so much healing. And all of a sudden women were like, I have to say something like I need to use my voice. Like I've been keeping this secret. Mm -hmm. And the thing that they kept saying, Jeff, which I was like, okay, there's something else here mm -hmm. was they kept saying like, we can no longer tolerate this sin in our nation. Like there's enough Christians in this nation to say that we do not tolerate this anymore. Yeah. And so there was like this thing that rose up that was really different where it was like a kind of like a not on our watch thing. Mm -hmm. And, and I just kept thinking about like my own kids, like I would do anything to protect them. Like it's literally in the nature of a woman to mm -hmm. protect their baby. Yeah. And so abortion goes against everything that's natural for a woman. And so I felt like there was a switch happened as we got delivered, as we got healing that women started to realize, oh my gosh, there's an enemy that literally is robbing me from the most natural thing that a woman is meant to do. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden men and women rising up to just say like, okay, we're not tolerating this anymore. And I just had no idea how quickly, <laughs> like, I was right. like, we're going to have to do events and huge campaigns and we're going to have to go to Washington. And then all of a sudden this leak happens. And I was like, what, yeah. like, and God what just is like, happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, I did it for you. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. well that's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. So what last time when you were on the show, you talked about a time frame, this second wave, yeah. there's a time frame. you said from about May, cause I think you were on in, I don't know. May. It was in June, May. It was May. Wow. Yeah, it was May. Goodness. Okay. It was not June, everybody, like I thought. Um, okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you said it was from May till you said about the fall, right? What does that mean? Yeah. We have like we have a time frame from that that point. What are we supposed to be doing during that time frame? Is that is that a time for people to repent during this time? What is what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot there. So um, I would say there is a lot of movement already happening around the country, people shifting things, kind of moving around, people getting their assignments. And I do think, um, okay, so the first thing is, as I said before, the waves are connected. And so that's something that's really important to recognize with this vision. So everything that happens is actually a key to something that happened before and something that's coming. That's good. So that's really, really important. I just want to emphasize that. And I just got that revelation like a few days ago in the car because, um, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to say all these things that are offensive and dude, I don't even delete it and edit it. Go for it. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, oh man, so I've gotten so much hate messages lately, but it's okay. Um, 
Okay, so that first wave was the separating of the wheat from the tares. Yeah. And this second wave, the the overturning of Roe v. Wade is actually another degree. So we had 2020, which separated the wheat from the tares. Let's just say that's level one, okay? Yeah. What you experienced in 2020 was level one of shaking. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. So it's good. We want things to be shaken. You know, Hebrews 12, we all have magnets about it on our refrigerators. But we want God to shake everything that can be shaken so that we can have holiness. We can have his presence. That's where we see miracles and glory and all the things that Mm -hmm. charismatics, we love those things. But we need to have consecrated places that are holy for that to happen, That's right? Good. Yeah. So level one was 2020. Now, 2022 now, we see this resurrection of the unborn. We see the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And so all of a sudden now, that is also connected to level two okay, of the separating of the wheat from the tares. So now that's an invitation again to another separation. So where people are kind of freaking out about like what to do and all of that, I'm just saying use every single one of these basically holy releases that God's doing through our nation to increase your discernment, increase like what you're paying attention to, um, who you're learning from, because it says in the last days, which we are in those last days, in the last days, we will just collect teachers for ourselves. We want people to tickle our ears. We want to hear things. You know, it's like we go to a candy shop full of profits and we just pick which lollipops and gumballs we like. And yet we, we're not getting real food and we're not getting real messages from God because we're not actually using our discernment. So the Roe v. Wade thing, I said this on my social media and it, I got so much hate from it but i i just believe that this is from god yeah it's it's a discernment test for you so i went out on a limb and i said if you go to a church and your pastor did not celebrate the overturning of roe v wade that should cause major concern for you mm-hmm. and there are some things i believe now you know we could have different theology about all sorts of things but there are some things scripturally okay that are i think non-negotiable oh i concur one of those things is protecting a baby's life Mm -hmm. and even when i and i am not saying this from a place of judgment i had had multiple abortions before Mm -hmm. but when i had them i knew that i was doing something horrible I knew I was doing something awful. That's why I got depression. That's why I had suicidal thoughts. And that's why I think it's so important that churches are preaching about how this is a horrible thing and we shouldn't advocate it for because, listen, every church that's trying to cater to the crowds to not lose members, you are robbing your churches of the opportunity to repent. So the greatest deliverance, Jeff, that I got from having abortions was the opportunity to repent Mm. and ask Jesus to forgive me. 
and then say, you know what? Let's go level up. I'm going to actually be an advocate for life now. Mm. And so when a, a pastor who's supposed to shepherd you literally have been given authority to shepherd and lead the body of Christ. When you don't take a stand on these things, you are going against the nature of a shepherd, which is the same thing yeah. as a woman having an abortion and going against the nature to nurture and protect her child. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to add to that, um, I think that there's, also a lot of trepidation and this is a problem there's a lot of there's a lot of trepidation from pastors um to be like oh th there's some no fly zones we have in our church we can't talk about right. giving we can't talk about abortion we can't talk about lgbtq right. we can't talk about all those things those are no fly zones because i don't want to lose members of my congregation i'm like dude if you're not telling people the truth like I don't know. I mean, I, I always go back to this scripture. Um, you know, it's in Galatians and, and Paul just says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Right. Or am I trying to please people? If I were, if I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And man, if that is, <laughs> if that doesn't convict in some way, when you read it, you're like, man, there's areas that I need to die to myself because it's in it's it's plain right there. I think that yeah, it's very Absolutely. telling how pastors respond to this. And look, Jesse and I aren't being like judging McJudgers in here. We're just speaking the truth that that if we're not speaking out of against this stuff when we have the opportunity to, like right. it's important because I mean God really does care. And it you can't you can't look at if you're really taking a serious look at our society right now, you can't tell me that there isn't an agenda to dismantle family in, in multiple right. different fronts. And that, cause that's what Satan's right. always after. He wants to dismantle right. family through abortion, through men, believing their women, through women, believing their men through all kinds of other things. So. Absolutely. Well, and Jeff, what you said before is so, so key too, because I don't think people recognize that, Again, the, the vision had seven waves. This is oh. only the second one. And so for me, I'm like, I, honestly, I feel like the Lord is like being so kind to us because he's allowing us an opportunity to actually like get our theology right, get our values right. But the thing is, I'm like, gosh, if this is the stuff, like, like honestly, I'll just be frank, like after the whole Roe v. Wade thing, some pastors that I'm good friends with, when I saw the things they were posting, I was hysterically crying in my room because mm -hmm. I was like, who has deceived you? Yeah. Like you used to be on fire for God. Mm -hmm. And now you can't even say that this is a day to celebrate because you're afraid that this might be controversial. Like this is not even like in the realm of what's coming in regards to controversy in the church. This is not the thing that yeah, this like, is nothing. Yeah. this is nothing. Yeah. This is nothing. Like what's going to happen when real testing happens? Like mm -hmm. we say, we want Acts churches. We want to, you know, be the ones that made the world turn upside down. We want to mm -hmm. see healings. We want to see the billion soul harvest. We are inadequately prepared for the billion soul harvest and the lord is making that like insanely evident and it is heart-wrenching that i i was just reading in first kings this morning 
about um, Elijah. And it's funny because I didn't even think about being on Elijah fire. But he says, he says, just what like you were kind of talking about connects to this where he says, you know, basically, when are you going to decide to like stop towing the line, like either your follower of the Lord, or your follower of Baal, but like pick one, like just stop just like, and I feel like so much of our churches in this nation, specifically in America, so many of us are kind of like one foot in the world, like one foot getting our like marketing campaigns from like Nike and Coca-Cola and all of our prophetic insights from like what we see on social media. And then the other foot is like, we want the billion soul harvest glories, miracles and Mm -hmm. gold dust. And yet it's like, the Lord is like, no, like I'm sick of it. I'm Mm -hmm. done. I, he longs to bring revival to this nation. Mm -hmm. We don't need to beg him for it. He is begging us to get our acts together and start being real Christians. Yeah. So that's my whole spiel. No, I think it's great. A plus. Yeah. <laughs> Not convicting at all, Jesse. <laughs> I'm just so passionate about yeah. it because you know what? I'll be honest, Jeff, when we did that first interview, I was stoked. I was like, okay, Roe v. Wade's going to be overturned. Mm-hmm. We know that that's coming. I can feel that it's coming. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. What a great moment for the church in America to unify. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be the moment that brings us together. I honestly, I'll be honest. I thought the same thing. I, I, so like when I went on social media and saw the wars that were happening, I, I just was like, from people that what? I honestly was like, you're saying you, you are saying this. Like right. I, I did a, in my, sorry, I'll let you continue. I cut you off. No, no, no. Go, go, go. I want to yeah. know. <laughs> Well, so I, uh, when I was in film school, I did a short film with uh, one of the actresses that was in my short. Um, it was one that actually, it was interesting, the process of doing the short brought a lot of breakthrough for a couple of key people within the production. But her specifically, you know, sometimes when you're working with an actor, different actors are different ways. And this one, she was like one that had to process through her emotions as she was getting in the head of this character um, and she was one that had to like build a backstory for her character. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I love to accommodate that kind of stuff. Um, and so I was talking with her about it and then she just broke down crying and she was like, my husband and I, I'm, I'm barren. I can't, I can't have kids. And it's something that has been a big tension point between, you know, my husband and myself and we keep trying and all these things. And, and it, the, strangely, the process of this short film brought a lot of healing to her in regards wow. to that. And yet she was one of the people who was talking about being pro-abortion and, and this is horrible and all this stuff. And I had been noticing a process of her changing over the last 10 years. That was 10 years ago um, that this happened. And I was so sad for her because I'm like, you, of all people, right? you are advocating for abortion when you voiced right. to me the ache within your heart to be able to have children. Um, and it just right. I was so sad. I was so sad. So I've been seeing well, I mean, a lot of that kind of stuff. I think in this time, so I, I think in the fall is when we are going to start to enter into that third wave. And I think, honestly, this summer, um, it, it is a time for harvest again. I think that it's a time to prepare. And I went on a limb and I just said, I was like, listen, we just don't have time to play around right now. Mm -hmm. Like the demonic agenda is so just like, they're not even hiding things anymore. 
like you go into Barnes and Noble and right in the front, it's all witchcraft and new age books. Oh like, yeah. The agendas are not hidden at all anymore. Like 20 years ago, my mom was like, you never saw any of this stuff. No. It's so just blatant now. And then the church is like afraid to like be as blatant. And I just think that this is the season, this summer specifically. I I just saw a vision of tons of people moving and shifting and getting into alignment. And I just want to say, like, I get so many emails, Jeff, from people that are like, they're like, my church is lukewarm, Mm -hmm. my like this and that. And I'm like, okay, then do something. I can give you a long list of ministries that are on fire, Mm -hmm. burning for the Lord that are not compromised all over the nation. I know so many churches and ministers that are real lovers of Jesus and they're not willing like to compromise on anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just move your family and go be a part of that church. Because as much as you may like your house or you may be comfortable where you are, your family can literally not afford to stay in a church that is lukewarm or compromised. And Mm. so I'm just telling people like, get, ask God, like, what's your assignment for your family? What's your assignment? If you're single, like, what is God calling you to do? If you're a woman and you've had an abortion, like this is the time to find strong women like Jane Hammond, like, Cindy Jacobs, like Patricia King, like Kelsey O'Malley, like find these strong women and Mm -hmm. learn from them, connect with them, like get your voice back. And I just think that God, again, is preparing us for that third wave, which is going to be massive, massive, like on levels we've never seen massive in your face witchcraft and deliverance that will be on the news. And so we can do an interview again, Jeff, in the fall when this happens. Yeah. For each wave. But yeah. <laughs> each wave. <laughs> wave number six. Yeah. Are you guys still out there? <laughs> but literally, I'm like, there, I mean, you're already seeing the manifestations happen all over the news. But we're going to start to see these uncompromising prophets start to go out there. And like Elijah, like Elijah fire, you know, the thing that I love about Elijah that I think any of us would resonate with is he absolutely knew that the God that he served was real Mm -hmm. and was more powerful than the God that the rest of the people were serving. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're entering into that where people are literally going to start to say, Okay, you show me what your God can do, and I will show you what my God can do. So much so that he handicapped himself, too. He was like, they're building altars. Like, you know what? Throw water on mine. (laughs) Oh, and I won't even get into it. But as I was praying this morning, the Lord said, he goes, you know, that's also a key to the baptisms in this next move of God is that literally we will just put water on the altar for fire to just burn up every sacrifice because the fire will be so strong. Mm. And there's so much deliverance and healing where the people just throw their bodies on the ground. And I think we're going to see that in America. But the church has got to start like rising up where we know, we know, but you only know that in the secret place. You only know that God's going to back you. If you know that he he says, I went out there, Lord, I went out there on the word that you gave me. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's what's coming, which is a little crazy, but 
kind a of little, <laughs> just a little, just a little. You know, the thing that I was thinking about when you were talking about, um, you know, Christians, you know, the the world getting louder and the church getting quieter, and I think a lot of this too comes from like, um, and maybe this is a a call to the church as well, but. And I know this from personal experience that the church is afraid of demons, right? Like there's, there's a lot of people that like, they get all big eyed when they see demons. And I know I've been there like, but dude, our authority and who demons are. And when you realize who demons are and how small they are in comparison to how big God is and knowing that you have that on, you have, you have God, the power of God at your disposal. (laughs) And, and it is realizing, crazy. <laughs> realizing like we've given way too much of a foothold to demons in, in the, especially in the American church. I would say the Western church at large though, um, yes. definitely the way, because when I would go on mission trips and I'm sure you've seen a little bit of this yourself, cause I know you went out and about, uh, um, is the thing that blew me away was that when I would talk to non-believers in other countries in india for example they never doubt they never question the existence of god but to them wow. oh that's your that's your god that's that's the god of the uh that's the god of the western world this is you know or he's a he's one in in one of thousands you know we'll put him in well i believe in him too <laughs> but i'll put him in with all the thousands of gods that believe in hinduism right you know? so, so but that was the thing that blew me away the most was it was never this like god doesn't exist it was no we right i believe you because i see i mean they see supernatural stuff around them all the time but it was that he's one god of many so that was like a really that that to me really surprised me but over in the west it's now nah, god's not real you know it's it's in, a, in many ways science has become the god um oh, totally over here totally so well, very much so, because even when you look at just news reports or even let's talk about the Roe v. Wade thing, mm-hmm. you know, the counter argument is science and scientific. This is when life starts and it's right. like and that's becoming the authoritative voice Yeah. when in any other nation, literally, you know, like people realize that, you know, science isn't all knowing and a lot of it is theory and A lot of times science has been wrong and proven wrong, but a lot of other nations, they have spirituality, at least as a foundation, whether what religions they believe or what. Mm -hmm. But it is funny, too, because it's especially on the topic of demons and deliverance. um, I don't know why it is such a it is like a real fear in America. I think that we've just been deceived to be like totally honest. I know I was, mm-hmm. I was so afraid of ever doing deliverance. Literally when I would do ministry, like at an altar call thing, I would say like, just please don't manifest. Like, just like, yeah. let's just have like a calm prayer, you know? And the first time I ever saw someone manifest, I was terrified. I was like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? Um, I just remember someone, that was way older than me that had been doing ministry for a long time. They just grabbed me by the hand and they said, you have to remember what spirit is in you. And it was like, all of a sudden I was, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, just like what you were saying, Jeff, I was like, the spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the Holy spirit is literally inside of me. And so all of a sudden, when I started to pray for people and see like, 
wait, I actually have authority to drive out devils like the New Testament says. Mm-hmm. I won't lie to you, Jeff. It's like the most addictive thing in the world. Yeah, because I believe I, Something that my husband said recently, which like, so we do a lot of revival events, as people know, and something that he said was, he was like, you know, a good test is if you're doing the will of Jesus, you know you're on the right track. And the will of Jesus was to seek and save that which was lost and to destroy the works of the enemy. And I think the the Western church likes the seeking and saving of the lost. We love Billy Graham. We're down with the Billy Graham Museum. Like we like that stuff. But destroying the works of the enemy, if that's the occupation of a believer, I wonder how many of us are actually pursuing that. You know Mm. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. Yeah. I mean, and going back to the praying for people and seeing them deliver it, I'm, I'm definitely at the point where I'm like, I have not had anybody manifest when I pray for them yet, but I'm, I kind of am like, I want it. Come join me in two weeks. <laughs> I, know. I promise you, you will get the most experience and deliverance. I need, to, I need to go to one of those, man. I would, I would love to help out. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Anytime. You're welcome, yeah. Jeff. Sweet. Okay. I'll clear my schedule. Cancel all my, <laughs> my things. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just think, um, I'm noticing, and I, I feel like the, the margin of people where they're kind of the safe zone is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller to the point where you're either on the devil's side or you're on God's side and, and you have to make a decision. It's a bit like in like movies when they're going through like a, you know, old ruins and they hit a booby trap and like the walls oh, start closing so in and there's like this there's like this drop off and the, the area for them to stand is getting smaller and smaller. You know, it feels a bit like that's, what's going to happen so where you good. got him hey, and you got to make a decision. You know, you got to, uh, you got to get out of this situation and you know, the <laughs> only direction is God or the devil. Um, I think because, I you know, there's that. a lot of things even in like the new Testament where Paul will cut, be very cut and dry where he's like, you're either this or you're that. And, and I think for a long time we've looked at our lives and been like, Oh yeah, there's like a, you're either on God's side or, or the devil's side, but if you're on God's side, there's a lot of like, there's like a, there's like a kaleidoscope of colors, you know, it's like, you know, you could be like, <laughs> kind of like gray or like kind of dark or like kind of like, you know, like, but at, yeah. I think we're getting to the point where the things that we read in the new Testament are becoming more and more and more clearly defined, even within, within the world we live in now. And that's, that's an exciting thing, but it also comes that, comes at great cost, you know, it comes at great cost to our comfort, uh, our time, um, you know, and th- ultimately it's a good thing though. You know, I think we could spend less it's, time watching TV and stuff and more time, you know, doing the things of the Lord. Oh, totally. It's funny you say that too. Cause I, as I was like verbally processing to my husband, everything I was seeing on social media and just freaking out. He, he just said to me so matter-of-factly, he was like, why are you so surprised? He's like, so many Christians have become fence builders mm. where like we're just trying to like ride that line of like just like a, holy enough to like maybe get into heaven, 
but still compromising. And yet when you look at scripture, you see there is nothing, not one time in the New Testament is it like, yeah, be tolerant of this or be okay with this. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, can I, I'm going to say something that might jostle. Yeah, just the, people. hey, you never, you never have to ask permission. <laughs> just okay. So two things I think that are super dangerous for us is one, um, it's a, a wrong illusion of unity. And I think that so many of us, I know myself included, I wrestle with this all the time. I'm afraid to say something, even like right now, I I don't wanna offend someone or to be misunderstood because I don't wanna hurt my brother or sister in the faith or mess up their faith or create division in the church, you know? And none of us, like we, we don't want, most of us don't want that, right? Right. And I think sometimes though, literally, I think the enemy, Satan himself, is entangling us in this illusion of what unity looks like. Mm-hmm. And so literally it's keeping us bound, Jeff. I, I just keep seeing this things. I'm like, why are we not standing up for what's good and hating what's evil, like fundamental Christian things. And the Lord just keeps showing me this picture of the enemy taking things that are good, like unity. And he's just entangling us in these illusions where we think, you know, well, if I'm for unity, then I can't stand up for life. And if I'm for unity, I can't say that certain things are wrong because I don't want to be, I don't want to be mean or hateful or where's Mm -hmm. the compassion or Mm -hmm. aren't Christians supposed to be loving or I, you know, I get all the messages that you could all probably get. But the reality is this is like, no, there is a line in the sand and there are things that are evil. Mm-hmm. And the best thing you can do, like if you're going to learn from someone, like look at Paul the Apostle. Yeah. He all the time, he, he, he plants a church, he leaves the church, he comes back and he's like, who's deceived you? Mm-hmm. Who came here? Like what has happened to your faith? And he's outraged because he loves them so much that he's so upset that they've allowed the things of the world to come back into what was holy. And I, I yeah. just, I am like, that's why I'm so obsessed with revival mm-hmm. because it stops people from going to work every day, from just scrolling social media, from binging Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it puts you in maybe three to four hours of separated space where all of a sudden God can start to speak to you. And all of a sudden you say, heal my heart, cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Mm. We see so many people get baptized, Jeff, and they're just like, I can't believe how far I stepped away from God. I, I just can't believe it. And they're wailing out. And I just think that that's part of this harvest and revival that's happening is, is, culture is getting more intense and that's supposed to happen. It says that in scripture that the culture will be more intense. And I I think that that is God drawing us to himself, drawing us, separating us from all of our idols. And, but it's, I I think it's heart wrenching for many believers to see the people they thought that were 
uncompromised kind yeah. of struggle with these things. Mm -hmm. But you know, I have at the same time, I started thinking about it too, just to kind of inject a little hope into this, that, that there's, because when Roe v. Wade happened and I said, um, I think, I think I said this before the show that I, when Roe v. Wade happened, I saw these like series of dominoes, kind of big dominoes in my head. And then I was like, man, this, this is going to actually up because it's uprooted. It's going to trigger a series of domino dominoes of, of different <laughs> yes. amazing things. And then the Georgia Guidestones got destroyed. And I was like, whoa, those look like, those look like dominoes, <laughs> you know? And I was like, whoa. Um, and so I, but the thing that I, I heard in the spirit was that even the people opposing this now are not exempt from how good things are, are going to become and, and what, right. what, um, what God is doing in the hearts of people, uh, e even now, um, that the, the, right. the level of clarity, yeah, that things of the spirit are, are, I mean, the spirit's increasing like that, the tangible, like crazy stuff from the, the new Testament that were like, ah, oh, <laughs> if only, well, I mean, like, that's going <laughs> to happen, you know, and, and the people, the hearts that are going to be changed as a result of this, so many people are going to become pro-life as a result of, of what is, I mean, what we're like right on the, on the threshold of, uh, and that's a Absolutely. very exciting thing. And so even like my friend who said those things, she's not exempt from, from what God wants to do. Um, and, and the, the Satanist who's saying, oh, we, we want to advocate for Roe v. Wade because it's part of our satanic rituals. Um, right. Christians, if any of you are advocating, like Jesse said, if any of you <laughs> are advocating for abortion, Satanists are saying that, that they want, they want Roe v. Wade to stay in place because it's part of the rituals. I'm like, yeah, you're on the wrong side. If you're advocating for the same thing. If Crying you don't out. know, at Come least on. use no. that. Yeah. You know, and I just think like, yeah. So man. So, so basically right now, uh, what we're supposed to be doing in this second wave is just seeking God's face, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Easy. Read your Bible, do what it says. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that, um, I, I, what I've been seeing at least in the last, just a few weeks, even, um, since everything with Roe v. Wade happened, you know, again, it is that separation, but I do think God is helping people connect, um, with their people. So this is a great, amazing opportunity for you to find people to run with. Mm -hmm. This is not the season of isolation. It's not the season to be off on your own, like a rogue prophet or just a, like, you know, there's so many people right now. And so I just keep saying, keep allowing these things to show you who are your people, what teachers, what prophets, like for me, even like, I, I know this is controversial, but I unfollowed a ton of prophets um, after Roe v. Wade, where I was like, well, thank you. That just made that super simple for mm. me. Like, I'm just going to follow people that they they're standing for what's the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's so much equipping that's happening right now, Jeff. Like the saints are truly, truly, truly being equipped right now. And I, I love even the series that you've been doing here on Elijah Fire. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think I shared earlier, but in two weeks, July 21st through the 24th, um, we're doing a four-day national camp meeting in North Carolina 
and it's free. We have um, 150 camping spots, so people can actually camp out in tents, which is just fun and wild. But mm -hmm. in the training tent tents, actually, we do deliverance training. We do healing training. People actually show you, like, this is how you cast out a demon. This mm. is how you pray for someone to be healed. This is how you share the gospel on the street and not be weird. Not be a um, weirdo, yeah. Not be a weirdo. <laughs> and and we actually want to equip people. And I think that um, we're going to start to see more revival events that are out there in the harvest, but a lot of apostolic training centers that are equipping people and showing people like, okay, listen, saints, like we got to learn how to do the work of ministry instead of just being listeners and consumers like we have to you know um i just keep thinking about that vision that rick joiner had in final quest mm. and uh, um about actually like learning how to go up the mountain and use the tools that the lord's given you and wear the cloak of humility and i i think those days are coming where we're going to see the saints actually doing the work of ministry yeah, that's good that's so good so if people were like, ooh, did you say that? How can people find out about that camp, that four-day camp thing? Yeah, so um, right there on the website, if you go to saturateglobal.com, there is a events um, little area. You could just click on events and go to camp meeting. And uh, we have Robert Henderson coming, um, Ben and Jody Hughes, who are awesome, mm -hmm. Jeremiah Johnson, just nice. lots of like fun friends. Mm -hmm. um and then every single night we do baptisms and it's wild i think last summer at the national camp meeting we baptized 2200 people mm. um which is just a lot of baptisms mm. <laughs> and, yeah. um, but my favorite part honestly is is the trainings during the day so um we had i think 400 and something a little over 400 people come to the deliverance training and we took a survey afterwards asking people about their experience and that was the thing where people were like i just never knew that like i like me myself that i could actually cast out a demon mm. they're like and we went to walmart and like cast out a demon and i just like couldn't <laughs> believe it wow and it's like for me that's the most exciting thing like i love the big night events but seeing people message us and they're like I actually like I like one old lady has been sharing the gospel all throughout her town and has led 14 people to the Lord and she's never led anyone to the Lord in the like first 70 years of her life. Wow. And for me I'm like wow this like 75 year old woman is evangelizing on the streets on Thursday nights with her husband and uh, it's just like I just keep thinking, I'm like, gosh, that's the hope for America is the church actually being filled with the Holy Spirit and being Come overflowing on. with the Holy Spirit and actually that rivers of living water flowing out where all of a sudden we can say, listen, I stand for pro-life. I stand for freedom. But if you've had an abortion and you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, I can cast that demon out of you right now. Mm. And that's a very compelling argument versus oh, just yeah. the Christian standpoint of like, oh, well, I grew up in church and you probably shouldn't do that. But if you come like Elijah, come with power, know who is the God of Israel, who's the God of our people. 
and you know how to preach the gospel with conviction and some of you need to experience the holy spirit and get excited about your faith again as you can tell i'm a very excited person yeah <laughs> but just a little I'm like yeah. my, my poor husband i'm like i wake up like this 5 a.m i'm like it's so crazy and he's like yeah. chill i need to have coffee yeah but I'm like, these are the days for you to actually see the things that you've been in a prayer closet praying about. And there's so many tent events happening. There are so many revival events happening. Like just go to one and get lit up and just mm -hmm. start doing the thing. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot of our guests on Elijah Fire are usually doing stuff like that, you know, so there's all kinds of there's always something going on. Uh, it's so much fun so, and yeah. I, there's so much synergy happening too, like different streams coming together and mm -hmm. it's just so for me that's what makes me so excited we're like just seeing ministers that never have ministered together before on the same platforms i'm like this for me gives me so much hope that god is really doing something really unique in this mm -hmm. season yeah yeah oh absolutely it's exciting. So I got to I got to ask. Has has God given you any insight into wave 3? Because <laughs> like prophetic showdown, I'm like I was thinking like what does that mean? Is that like a light, like the Elijah and the prophets of Baal like that kind of a thing? Jeff, like, I saw a vision of you and you know, I mean oh. I, I I will pray and get a vision for you, but um, the prophetic showdown is honestly, there are cer certain places on the map of America that were highlighted to me. Mm -hmm. um, California being one of them. New York City was another one. Um, pretty much actually the whole West Coast, like up to Seattle. Um, and it's funny because it's so weird. So I wrote this down last year, this map that God showed me of war zones that were happening in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And then it's so weird how things are all connected. But literally when the a map came out about which states were going to be um, advocating and protecting abortion and which states were going to make it illegal, um, I actually felt like that was almost completely in alignment with what I saw in the vision of these war zones happening. So places like California and New York City. Um, and I believe that in this fall area, like probably around October, um, it feels like it's like October time. Um, we're gonna start to see a lot of rise in witchcraft mm. just out outwardly. Um, a huge acceptance of witchcraft on a level that we thought was never possible. Mm. Um, so I mean, like obviously right now there's a tolerance for like manifestations and new age. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a level of witchcraft where people that are Christians are going to be in shock that this stuff is just out in the public. Um, oh, man, and the fear of the fear of the Lord is going to come over some people when they see this and the protection of the family unit, like you talked about earlier, Jeff, mm -hmm. um, it, it is coming for the generations, obviously. Um, so I, I think there's going to be a lot of witchcraft coming against children. And so what I do believe is um, it's going to start, those manifestations are going to start in places like California, like New York City, 
um, like Seattle. And I believe this fall, and I've already called a few prophets that I know about this, but um, I believe that the Lord is going to commission and send um, Jesse's firebrand prophets that are not compromised. They don't care if they lose their whole following, their whole income. I believe since 2016, they've gone through testing. There's been trials. Maybe there's been loss. Um, but when this showdown takes place, I believe that the Lord is going to send these prophets to these regions. And I believe that wave two, that, that resurrection of the unborn was another testing of the prophetic to see if we can handle the glory and the power that the Lord wants us to be able to steward for wave three. Mm. And I believe that the prophets that can stand their ground through this Roe v. Wade overturning and can keep hearing from the Lord and be on the offensive and not on the defensive, but on the offensive, the Lord's going to send them to these regions. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. I believe, Jeff, on the news and in secular media, you're going to see these prophets move in a level of power where literally the world has to decide, do I follow witchcraft or do I follow what this prophet is saying? Wow. And it's that definitive, like it's it's literally that black and white of like, it's kind of like the Elijah fire thing. Once the fire came down and Elijah was able to prove that the Lord God was the Lord of Israel, it was like, it, it, you had to do something. You had to respond. You couldn't say like, oh, maybe God's real. I don't know. I just didn't grow up in the church. Like if someone's calling down fire, you're making a decision. Right. Yeah. And, and I just, yeah. I, I, I believe, honestly, really firmly, I believe this fall we're going to start seeing that. Um, but again, connected to the second and first wave, Jeff, um, that will again create more separation in the body um it will become more offensive there will be more division because people will be jealous of the power and glory that these prophets will um have and because they they compromise god's not going to pour out glory on every prophet in that measure mm. and so there will be there it sucks that it happens like this i wish it didn't yeah. like it really bothers me i'm like why can't we all just like get along but um I, I do believe that, um, again, as these prophets rise up, I, I do think that with specifically um, even the ground that the Satanic Temple and the New Age movement is taking in our nation, um, we're going to actually see a massive, 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 on like, I'm talking like Jesus people movement scale of salvations for those that are in the satanic temple wow. and for those that are in new age. So that's mm. the next wave of harvest that's coming. Mm. So like we're planning to do like a missions trip this fall to New York city and to just do like evangelism in nightclubs and go wow. into um, some of the, like, I, I know where there's, I used to live in New York city. So we know where there's lots of witch covens and stuff like that and just go and preach the gospel with power 
And I believe that we're going to start to see so you, like watch this video in a year and look on your social media account and just scroll and watch the testimonies of yeah. how many witches and Satanists are coming to the Lord. You are going to freak out, but that is yeah. the next harvest. The harvest isn't those singing Kumbaya in a field. Yeah. So hearing you talk about this, about the third wave, it reminded me of a vision I had. I think it was, I think it was in 2020. So one thing that there's a lot of people that don't realize that in Hollywood, um, you know, there's like a, I think there's a, like a Netflix show called Sabrina or something. And it's like this, I mean, it's full on demonic, like straight up, like, like Is not even like Sabrina, the teenage witch. Yeah, so thing? it's based on the Sabrina, the teenage witch, but it's like, they're they're worshiping satan in it and they don't even hide it and and so much that i was listening to i was watching some like late night thing one time and and i saw the main actress on and she was talking about how they brought in actual witches to teach them how to do hexes to teach them how to do these rituals because they wanted authenticity and there's there's you're seeing an increase in witchcraft even in in hollywood to wow. the point where like they'll bring in wow. people who are like their advisors are actual witches and they're like what? full on stay. Oh yeah. Like, full on stay. <laughs> oh I'm like, wait, what? And, like I'll rewind it. I'm like, no, they said what I thought they said. So I had had a vision of the exact opposite happening within. So for those that don't know, when you see a set built and it's not outside, it's inside, it's called a sound stage. So the big, the giant warehouse type things and they're sound controlled and they've got all kinds of, you know, bells and whistles in them to help them set up lights and mics and all this stuff. So I had seen this partition. I heard worship inside of this sound stage, and it wasn't, I mean, I'm not talking, they were making the chosen. This was a normal movie. <laughs> set. And I'm kind of like going in and I see this, if you've been to like a convention, there's like these like aluminum bars and they hang curtains on them to kind of create partitions. So there's this partition. I saw these people gathered around looking inside curiously. It wasn't mocking. It was curious. And I walked inside. And I immediately was hit by the presence of the Lord. Um, and I saw all these like half circle, all of these like fold up chairs. And it was packed full of people. And there was someone leading worship. And that it was just like, it was before they were going to shoot for a day. So it was like before. Wow. And, and I saw this like, and I could just hear the echo of worship. And then I saw myself. I looked closer. I'm like, hey, that's me. And it was, I was praying over somebody and they were getting, and there were other people praying over people. This man specifically was getting delivered from homosexuality. And I just saw this, like the power of God on display um, wow. in this soundstage before they were going to go shoot just a normal movie, um, you know? And, um, and I was just, I, I was so undone by it. Cause it was like, I was there, like I saw it happen. And so I think I'm not as apt to be one of those people that curses Hollywood uh, just because I know what God is doing in the hearts of people. Right. And yeah, I see what Satan is doing. Absolutely. But I'm not one. I, I'm never one. I mean, if you're around me long enough, you know that I don't sit there and curse Hollywood. Number one, because I feel called to Hollywood. But, um, you know, and also I believe that God gave me a glimpse into my future um, and so cool. through that. So I, that's to that's to encourage people that. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, Satan, Satan is rising, but I refuse to submit to the belief that Satan's power is greater than God's and that whatever Satan is doing, God doesn't have something that, that matches and then surpasses whatever Satan is doing, but in the scale okay. of heaven, 
versus the the scale of hell hell so be encouraged people um so i good. i mean i'm so stoked i'm so stoked jesse about what god is doing just across across <laughs> everything i'm i'm stoked. <laughs> it is fun all the yeah. time i like just start crying talking to my team and to my husband because i just keep thinking like it is such an honor to be alive during this time in history. Like, I just keep thinking about eternity and like the conversations where we get to tell the saints in eternity, like they're gonna ask like, what was it like mm -hmm. in the billion soul harvest? What was it like when Roe v. Wade was overturned? Like, what was it like to like, stay the course when there was all of these things happening what was it like when god poured out his spirit in such a powerful way to bring a nation back to him and i just keep thinking like we have such an amazing like obvious harvest opportunity before us and my biggest prayer is that we just don't miss it mm. we don't grow apathetic yeah. We don't like allow ourselves to be deceived, um, but we just link arms with one another yeah. and literally just like go for it. <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I kind of feel like we're already there. Like it's crazy to think about what's coming because even now people would look, look back and go, what was it like? Like, that was crazy, Jesse, what you did, you know, like what yeah. in the world, you know? And it's like, even then it's like, to imagine that things are going to get even more crazy, like in a good way. Um, yeah. Again, I refuse to, things are going to get crazy on a hell kind of way, <laughs> but I, I'm more excited about what God's going to do. And I'm like, I, you know, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> it is. It's just like, I, we have so many um, just friends that were around during the Jesus people movement. Yeah. And so many of them even say like, what is happening now really was nothing. Like it, it, it's like what, how, like everyone talks about the, the Jesus people movement and the glory pouring out and the salvations. And they're like, that's happening all over America right now. And I, I love revival history. And I, I always tell people, I'm like the, the Welsh revival began because they saw 16 people get saved like one six and they alerted the news that revival was in Wales. And I just think I'm like, gosh, I just don't want us to ever take what the Lord is doing and make it ordinary and make it nominal and not recognize like, okay, we have this huge opportunity. Like, I don't know about you, but like two years ago, if I scrolled on my Instagram, I was not seeing a bunch of people my age on fields baptizing people and yeah. you have stadium events all over the place and so many Christians just on fire. And like literally three years ago, like that was not what my social media feed no, was filled with. No, not at with. all. Not at all. And so I'm like, I, there's massive baptisms happening everywhere. Like people are just going out and doing the thing. I saw you have Joel Mott. Um, coming up for an interview, mm -hmm. I gave yeah, Joel Mott Ross my, Johnson yeah, we yeah. just had Ross stay with us a few weeks ago. Like, yeah. We love those guys. Yeah. And like, again, they're just going for it. And that's the era that we're in where yeah. 
Three years ago, you weren't seeing 20-year-olds driving up and down the coast of California just preaching the gospel city to city. Right. Like, if you need discernment, again, okay, so if you need discernment of what not to do, look at the Satanic Temples website and don't do any of those things. <laughs> and if you need discernment for what to do, look and see all of the people that are pioneering and just going for it and sharing the gospel. And God is backing them. Mm -hmm. Like... You will be backed by God if you heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. And so I, I just think like, it's just so crazy. Like mm -hmm. it's all real and it's all happening right now. Oh man. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen. Um, okay. So, uh, I don't know. I kind of, I, I, my flesh wants to talk longer, but I feel like we're supposed to end. Um, so we'll just leave it there. But Jesse, can you just pray, pray for people? Um, yeah, absolutely. I do feel like there's some people that maybe their spiritual eyes are not open yet. Um, yeah. Quite to what they see. Maybe they're, maybe they're like, I hear what you're saying, Jeff. I hear what you're saying, Jesse, but I just, all I can see is this going down in a ball of flames, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so I feel like maybe praying for those people specifically, and then however else you feel led to pray, but maybe, maybe hit, hit that first. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, I actually believe that there is a ripple to this message and I just want to encourage you to share this because I believe that we're going to start to see many people make decisions to follow Jesus. And so just share it because you don't know, you know, all the time I'll share stuff. And I can't believe how many people that don't know Jesus follow me on social media. So you never know who's watching what aunt or coworker or cousin might see this just because you like clicked a button. Mm. I just think how many times Paul the Apostle would have provoked people to just click the share button. <laughs> yeah. How how easy it is yeah. to literally spread the gospel. Yeah. Um, so right now, just click share and let's pray that God gets this message to every single mm. person. But um, Holy Spirit, I ask right now, we thank you that Jesus is alive, that he rose from the dead. We thank you that God, you forgive us for our sins. And so right now, if there is anyone, whether it's live or later on, and it, they just realize that they've had one foot in the world maybe fear of man has gotten a hold of them or fear of the future i feel like there's some of you um i actually i never get this but i feel like there's a christine specifically mm. where you're so afraid of what people might think of you and you know that god's asked you to deliver a message and it's literally keeping your mouth bound so christine right now i just pray that your mouth would be open in the name of jesus and then you can just let the Elijah Fire team know that that was you. But I just pray right now over your voice. Mm -hmm. And right now, if there is anyone that has one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom, and you're realizing that you've maybe been living a compromised life and you want to really follow Jesus, you want to be part of that third wave you want to see God bring deliverance and healing and freedom through you right now. I actually just want you to comment a fire emoji 
and just write, that's me. Mm. Just write, that's me. And I can see your name on here. And Holy Spirit, right now, I just pray that you would actually just hit them right now through the screen with your presence. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you can meet us wherever we are. You met me in a small apartment on 31st Street in Manhattan, New York. And I just cried out to you. And my life has never been the same. So Holy Spirit, right now, I pray that you physically touch your people. Some of you right now are going to actually feel a fire on your hands, a fire on your head. That right there, right now, is the tangible presence of Jesus making himself known to you. And he's saying to you right now, mm. I break all disbelief. All fear right now will go in Jesus' name. And the Lord says that I am more with you, I am more for you, and I am more real than you could ever imagine. The Lord says right now, I am more real than the very chair that you are sitting in. So Holy Spirit, right now, just touch them again. If you're experiencing anything right now, if you're feeling the presence of God, I just want you to write in the comments, so that the Elijah Fire team and myself, we can continue to pray for you. And right now, if you are not a follower of Jesus, if you, you know, and I don't ever do this online, but I just feel compelled to do it. I, I don't know how you found this, but listen, if you are not following Jesus and you're not certain that when you die, you're going to spend eternity in heaven if you are struggling with suicidal thoughts and depression and you feel like you are bound to sin and you cannot break free from sin, it feels like it is entrapping you. I just right now pray that you would become a slave to God mm -hmm. and you would no longer be a slave to sin. You will be a slave of one. And so I'm just letting you know, God will be your Lord and you will be a slave, but that slave to God, that slave to righteousness brings life, it brings joy, it brings healing, it brings freedom. So right now, if you want to make a decision to follow Jesus and you want to say, you know what, I don't want to live for myself anymore, it hasn't been working, you know, the fruit of my life does not look like a life fully alive, then right now just say, that's me and put a, let's see, put a thumbs up emoji. Yeah. So say, that's me, thumbs up emoji. And we're going to pray for you right now. And all you need to say is this, and then come to one of our events. I would love to baptize you. I would love for you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to follow Jesus. And so right now, just say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you died. I believe that you rose again. Forgive me, God, of my sins. Heal my heart, God. Heal my mind right now. Protect me, God. Mm. And then the best thing is you can actually just open up your hands. And I do this all the time. I just say every day, Fill me with your Holy Spirit, God. Fill me to overflowing. I don't want a little Holy Spirit. I want the most Holy Spirit you could possibly have. Fill me to overflowing where I can't help but to talk about you because you are so real to me, Jesus. And so right now, 
I am praying that you would experience the freedom of salvation and the fullness of the Holy Spirit right now Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm, amen. Amen. Jesse, thank you so much. This was yes. This was lit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I think I need to go like out and do something right like, now. I'm like, I'm too far. heavy or something. Just, <laughs> oh, um. Run around in the rain or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's raining over by you. It's sunny yeah. over here in Oregon. Uh, so no, it's um, lightning. Literally, it's lightning dude, right outside. That's Maybe that's the <laughs> fire. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So remind people one more time, if they want to get involved with one of your revival events, what, yes. how, how do they do that? Okay. So first you go to saturateglobal.com. In two weeks, we have a camp meeting, a national camp meeting. We have already over 2000 people coming. It's four days of fire. I guarantee you will not leave the same we have thousands of testimonies of crazy stuff. Just Google it. You can see all like if you put in saturate beach revivals, you'll see what happened in 2020. If you look up saturate Kentucky, you can see what happened in Kentucky last year. Every single July, every single July. I don't know why God has poured out his spirit. So make sure to be there July 21st through the 24th. It's absolutely free, which means it doesn't cost you a dime. You just need to get yourself there drive there we know people are driving from california with groups of people people are renting trailers um you can rent a hotel just be there and then um the registration's free but make sure to register and then also um september 21st through the 23rd we are doing a three-day new york city gospel raid which means for two days we are training people specifically in the prophetic and in evangelism. And then that Saturday, we are going from Central Park to Times Square to Washington Square Park to um, Union Square Park. And we are literally all day going from park to park with a pickup truck with a baptism tank in the back of the pickup yeah. truck. And we're bringing megaphones and we're doing on the streets pickup truck baptisms so just come out i promise you you're just gonna have fun like it's just when you're going out there and doing crazy stuff it's just so much fun and wild so make sure to register for those things and then um if you're kind of living like a lukewarm life i will say i like put my blood sweat and tears into writing wildfires and you can get that on jessegreen.com that's just my name with the dot com at the end. <laughs> um, but literally, I at the end, there's a um, invitation to actually do this prophetic act. And we've had people email us that have had full blown encounters with God, literally like just open encounters by doing some of the things in this book. So wow. um, I just encourage you to do that. People have been sharing the gospel. Um, Joel Mott and who you're interviewing soon is in this book because I gave my car to him. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> there's like a weird little connection there. But mm -hmm. yeah, and if you're wondering for places to go that are on fire, if you're like, listen, Jesse, I live in, I don't know, Mississippi, and I, I just want to find other people on fire, just DM me on Instagram or 
you know, send me an email because I really, really love um, connecting the body of Christ to other people that are on fire. And I really want to help you find your tribe and find your people that you can just like have fun following Jesus with and really just like put a stake in the ground wherever you're living. So feel free to DM me. I answer all my DMs and I just really love like just getting people on board with what God's doing and helping them to engage. So that's everything. <laughs> even, you, you even answer the DMs of the people being like total turds. <laughs> I do. I do. Wow. Because I used to be a nightclub doorman in New York. Oh, and my friends right. joke. They always say they're like, when people troll you, Jesse, that's when we see doorman Jesse come out. <laughs> oh man. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's not good. I repent. <laughs> well, you know, um nobody's perfect you know uh so uh okay so you you're on instagram you're on facebook you're also on youtube you guys all of this stuff is in the description even a link direct link to her book on her website boom it's right down there jesse thank you so much this was oh this was thank you time. jeff yeah. i'm so excited and we'll do and it I'm again excited for to... every wave yeah we'll just... catch us in the fall when yeah. everything's going crazy we'll, again yeah. it's gonna be sweet so everybody have a great weekend. Join us on Monday with Monday. We're having Monday Martin back. We're going to be talking about some really awesome stuff. He's another bold guy. So we're just going to, you know, just keep riding that boldness, the boldness wave. So um, <laughs> yeah, join us on Monday with Monday, everybody. I love that Monday, Monday. So everybody have a great weekend. See you then. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.